Let's light this candle. <laughs> Come on. Godspeed, John Glenn. See? There it is. Right stuff. Oh, I love Bill Wadman. <laughs> Uh, hey, it's episode 56 of On Taking Pictures. Would that be On Taking Pictures, the best photography podcast on the internet, Jeffrey? You know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is episode 56. We're here each and every week talking about the art and science and all the gooey stuff that makes us love photography. Uh, my name is Jeffrey Sidoris from FadedAndBlurred.com. And with me in the air conditioning, fancy photographer... Bill Wadman. I actually turned it off just for uh, you. What? I can turn that. it back on if you, if no, you it's like. Good. But it's good. I figured it'd be better to keep it off for the show. It's good. Hey, I'm going to start off with, uh, with uh, a, a little nod to, to Bill's vocal chops last week. Uh, <laughs> Tom Moore wrote in and compared Bill to Spilt Milk, uh, which is a, a fantastic record by Jellyfish, if you haven't heard it. It's one of Bill's favorites. So he's been kind of on a... You've been on a little high all week, haven't you? Well, I mean, the guy compared my ending song, which I don't think it sounds anything like Jellyfish, but I will take the comparison all day and deposit <laughs> it in the bank. Yeah. Um, I love Jellyfish, but I wish it sounded like Jellyfish. Uh, it needs way more harmonies to be Jellyfish. I've done stuff that sounds more like Jellyfish. I'll, I'll have to send some stuff to uh, Mr. Moore. But, or or uh, you yeah. could play it on the show. We, you, could, you could play us out with a... Di- you know what? Let's do, let's do a week... Or, or a, a, let's do all, all of June. Do you have four songs that you can use? Sure. Let's, let's play us out with a different song each, each show in June. <laughs> okay, we can do that. Right. Uh, you know, we, a number of people wrote in on, the, on the, uh, the Google Plus community and Twitter email saying how much they like the song, and, and I appreciate all of them. People saying that it got stuck in their heads, which is always a good sign, that they're yeah. singing it, which is always a good sign. So uh, it was fun. Yeah, they're singing it. So I think we're going to keep it um, at the end of the show because that's fun. Yeah, it is. Hey, uh, I, I, I would like to, uh, to thank you and, and, and curse you at the same time. But what, what did I do this time? The Pen Addict Podcast. Oh. <laughs> so I guess this is, a, this is something of an uh, inter-network ad, right? A little bit, yeah. Uh, Pen Attic Podcast now on Five by Five. They were on seventy decibels, uh, but now they are they are on here on Five by Five with us. I did not know about this podcast, um, and I opened my big mouth. You did. So uh, I, I've been getting caught up. They they are fifty four episodes in. I've been getting caught up. Brad Dowdy and Mike Hurley. So hey guys. Okay. So here, wait, um, hold on a second, because yep. you and I have done this is episode 56 right this is going to sound really condescending i'm having a hard i i had a hard time believing that we were going to be able to fill 56 episodes about photography right they're not talking about writing they're just talking about pens and paper right yes by and large yeah that's amazing I mean, they, they, they go down rabbit holes and stuff but it's really interesting stuff and, and, All right, and, I'm gonna. I'll add it to my list, and I will listen to it just so I can have conversations with you. Yeah. Now, look, I am not. I am not the pen aficionado that that these guys are. These guys are serious, right? These guys. Wait, you're not are, serious. Uh, no, not. I thought compared. you were serious about this stuff. What the no. hell kind of hack are you? 
Not no not not compared to these guys. Uh, they they've got they've got the real the real stuff. Um, but it's 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 really interesting. Okay, let me ask you a question though. Uh huh. They're talking about the pens, but are they using the pens? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they'll they'll, uh, they'll switch and talk about what their current daily writer is, or you know if they pick up a new. Yeah, but uh, what are they writing with them? Is my question. Uh, I don't notes stories. I don't know. Okay. Doodles. Do you do you, I see? It's funny to me because I never. The only time I use a pen is when I need to jot down a number or something, and it's not handy to put it somewhere on the screen. Like I'm working on coding something from a new site of mine or whatever it is, and I'll be like, "Oh, that's 143 pixels," and I'll jot down 143 so I can remember it. Right. Mm-hmm. That and writing my rent check each month is the only thing that I ever write. See, I I write. Um, hmm conservatively 80% of the stuff that I write for faded and blurred, I write analog first. And then, Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. I I sit and, and I've got my notebooks and I write out the posts or I write out, you know, interview questions or whatever. I write all of it out analog just because I enjoy, I enjoy that process. And I don't usually use pens. My transition to using pens has only been in the last, I don't know, probably four to six months. Typically you use pencils. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Uh, and is this because this is what you did during the Dust Bowl? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, had to do it. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm, I'm the one who said, hey, Jeffrey, have you listened to The Pen Addict? And apparently yeah. now you have, and yeah. it's a problem. So yeah, so if you're a fan of, of writing and analog tools... Uh, pens, pencils, paper, that kind of thing. Uh, check them out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go check them out seriously. Okay, at pen addict, adding it to my list. Yes. <sighs> What's next? Uh, you made a movie. You want to talk about your movie? I made a short film yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I made a short film. You know, it's uh, gonna be in a festival. No, it's not yeah. gonna be in a festival. Yeah. Um, it, it'll be opening the 2014 Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Heather and I were out with our friends Everett and Kate. Uh, actually, Everett and Kate stopped by to say hello, and we ended up having some dinner. And then I decided that we should all go find some a Mister Softy truck. Do you know what that is? Yes. <clears throat> okay. Now wait. Now, now, just as some background, you've used Everett before. I've used Everett and Kate before. And these Kate, are the, these uh, are the two people subjects. in the uh, sideshow picture where Everett's in the LeMay suit with the sword. Right. Uh, and, and, and Kate's the one with the apple on her head getting cut off. <clears throat> right. So, so they were over here and I said, let's go find some ice cream. So we, we go up the hill and there's a Mr. Softy truck on our way to the sort of store where we could have gotten it. We actually found a truck and we had some ice cream. And I noticed that Kate really knows how to eat an ice cream cone to put it mildly. <clears throat> and I thought it would be, I said, Kate, would you indulge me one time? Let's make a movie where we have you eating ice cream in slow motion. And she's like, Oh, I'd love to do that. That'd be awesome. So, um, yesterday we decided to actually make it happen. <clears throat> Excuse me. Something stuck in my throat. And, uh, and so I, uh, I took them up to up the hill and, uh, set up my camera. Wait, what, on a tripod. what is up the hill? What is that? Uh, I mean, I'm, I am in uh, my neighborhood, I guess. I'm on okay. 6th Avenue. This is on 7th Avenue. Uh, and I, so I met her and Everett up there, and we had to get an ice cream cone, and I set her up with a, my 85-1-2 on there at like F3-5 or something like that. 
and uh, filmed video. I shot at 720p 60 frames, so I could slow it down to 30 and have it smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and that's that's it. That's you know, so that's the film. And so I just had her eating an ice cream cone, and then Everett at the end. Well, I won't I won't ruin it. You can go see it. It's called Spoiler. ice. It's called Ice Cream Kate. C A I T. It's on Vimeo. We'll put in the show notes. It's also on YouTube if you search for it. Um, but it's you know it's two minutes long, and and uh, you know as much as I have complained, to put it mildly, <clears throat> about video and photographers and and photographers being forced to make video, um, I think if you want to make video, it's great. I just don't think that it should be the kind of thing that should be forced on all photographers, and the kind of stuff that I want to make. This is just it's what inspires me right now. It's like I'm 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 I was getting a little um I was getting stuck doing what I was doing, so I'm going to try yep. something different. And I'm going to do a whole bunch of these this summer uh when the 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 mood strikes me. I've 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 one probably 4 minute actual dialogue little short that I have in mind that is going to involve, you know, microphones and lighting and 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 uh, uh what else would it involve um actors <laughs> now are are you going into these uh with any sort of of restrictions or parameters that you have to adhere to or is it sky's the limit let's just let's just do this um sky's the limit in many ways it's i'm sort of just jumping in and seeing how to do it right like i mm-hmm. i am not I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a competent video editor in the sense that I can figure out how to use the software and I know how beats and video are supposed to feel and I can cut things together. But I certainly do not do that in any seriousness. So part of this is just sort of jumping in and and trying something new, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I sent this to to a friend of the show Gary Yost the other day, yesterday before I posted it this morning. And he's just like, look, you have a pretty girl with an ice cream cone and it's a movie, you know? And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, sometimes it's just that simple, right? Right. Um, So, yeah, I thought it was fun. And uh, the funny thing is that the guy who Kate is dating right now was like standing off to the side the whole time, which usually would be really frustrating. But he was fine with her. Uh, One take? You did the whole – you only did it once? Uh, Did it three times actually, which this was the third time. But any one of them would have been good enough. I mean the first one was fine too. We just did it three times to see if it would get better. Um, the funny thing is that the people around the corner who at Uncle Luigi's who where she was buying the ice cream, I just gave her a $20 bill and said, all right, go get another one. Go get another one. Go get another one. And of course, Everett actually ate the rest of the cones on the first and second <laughs> takes because that's the way he is. And um, and I just imagine like her going back up to the window three minutes later and going, yeah, I'd like another chocolate cone, please. Right, and was right. like, what? And then she comes like three minutes later. Yeah, can I have one more? <laughs> now, what are the reactions from, uh, from passersby? Anything? Uh, nothing at all. I don't even think people really even noticed. It was very odd. Uh, that's, that's strange. That's New York, uh, but we right? were doing it sort of on, on the side street, mm-hmm. sort of. Um, because I didn't want a lot of people walking by because it makes the effect of Everett coming up behind her a little bit more noticeable. Right. Yeah. Like she's on a busy kinda, street. He just kind of saunters up. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, it was just fun. It was an experiment and I'm going to do more. And I have to admit it was fun. Um, but see, this is the, this is much more of a artistic thing. This is not me being a documentary person or anything like right. that. Right? right. I'm not trying to be a, 
uh, uh, I'm not trying to take the job of somebody who's a videographer, you know, even a cinematographer. This is just a, this is like a student film, you know? Right. But hey, it's sometimes it's, that's what it takes, though, is, is going in uh, just it's a kaleidoscope, right? You just yeah. shift it a little and go in a different direction. Beginner's mind. Yeah. And I'll tell you, man, the quality. I mean, yeah, it's a little soft at times because it's short depth of field and she's moving in and out of the plane. Mm-hmm. But just the quality you get on these cameras nowadays yep. is so unreal. It's unreal. Like to get this kind of quality five, ten years ago would be tens of thousands of dollars worth of equipment. Yes. And I had my 5D3 on a tripod, you know, it was, it was just nuts. And you could have done it with a, you know, T2I or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, sure. So anyway, just put it out there. So the links are in the show notes and uh, hope to do more. Uh, we, we also went out this weekend and, and did some shooting, Nick and I. Where'd you go? Uh, just uh, Claremont village wandered around a little bit. Not, not uh, Claremont Village. The, the, the Claremont Village. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was kind of cool. We were, we were uh, there's a train depot there uh, where the, the Metrolink and whatnot uh, goes. And the, the train depot has been there for years. And across the street from it is uh, this bike shop. And in the, the building that the bike shop is in has been there since like the 1880s. Okay. And uh, we were did, just. Did you remember it from when you were a kid? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead dick uh yeah anyway so so we were standing there and uh i was just looking at at, at this stairwell there's a really interesting stairwell and the owner happened to come down the stairwell and he's like hey why don't you come upstairs look around you know it's a great building you've been here since the 1880s and it was just it was very nice so he invited us up and uh still got the original uh, hardwood floors and and like all of the original sconces and and lighting instruments and everything it was very interesting so uh we we stayed up there for a little bit and then uh went and had uh had lunch are you telling me that both of us made art this week I would not say that I made art. I I made some photos, which is nice because I haven't actually held my camera in a while. So you, it was you nice. You really should do that more often. I I know we've we've been you know it we actually we've been finishing up uh, the the revamp of Chill, our little ice cream ebook. Okay. Uh, and the last flavor is uh, a little Elvis inspired number. It's it's banana ice cream with a peanut butter swirl and candied bacon. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's All called, right, T- called TCB. Really? Yeah. Okay. Taking care of business. You need to uh, figure out a way to send some of that to me. <laughs> send some of the ice cream? Yeah. Uh, dry yeah. ice. Yeah, a big I got dry two ice. words for you. Dry ice. <laughs> CO2 sublimation. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's good. We did, we did uh, 13, 13 new flavors. Okay. Something like that. 13 that made the cut. I think we made 20-something new flavors, but 13 that we're, that we're keeping. Do you think that the people who put art in, in museums and galleries and things all actually believe in the art in, a, in, a, in, a, in an honest way? Or do you think that some people just don't know what's good and what's bad, and so they just – you know what I mean? Um. Do you think that when you if you go to a gallery and you see some some art that you think is like wow who even decided to put this on the wall let alone you know buy one um, that the people who 
do believe in it and do buy it, whatever it is, actually think that it's good and are seeing something you're not seeing? Or do you think that sometimes it's just a big giant game? I think sometimes, okay. I think sometimes it is, it is an investment or someone told them, uh, this is going to be something or it is something that you need to have, whether or not they connect to it may or may not happen. Okay. Uh, and I think that's kind of unfortunate that, that that's a reality of the situation. Um, but, but yeah, I do think that happens. I think that, that, that a lot of art is purchased for its manufactured value, not its intrinsic or emotional value. Okay. I, you know, this week, um, this end of last week, my sister was in town and, Mm -hmm. uh, with the, with the baby Agnes and, um, we went to the new museum, which is museum here on Bowery. And they were showing, is that what it's called? The new museum? Yep. Okay. And it's a contemporary art museum, which is, you know, okay. Contemporary art. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's terrible. Um, and it was showing a bunch of stuff that was apparently well regarded in 1993. So 20 years ago. Okay. And one of the pieces that I saw, um, well, there was a lot of stuff. There was, you know, chairs with dildos screwed onto them, that kind of stuff, which is okay. just like, oh, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, let me put it this way of the 30 or 40 objects or, you know, little, uh, pieces by people in there. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing out of all of it was a Nan golden photograph. Really? Yes. So just put that in perspective because everyone knows how I feel about Nan golden's photography. (laughs) There was, there was, there was a a series of four photographs by a woman named Zoe Leonard. And I hope Zoe doesn't listen because I'm about to say some arguable stuff about her. I didn't understand this stuff at all. And maybe I'm crazy. Right there, there was a foot. They were black and white photographs of a wax anatomical model from like the 1800s or something. Right. Uh, that, that had like a pretty face on it and had pearls, but like the whole middle of it was all like her organs, you know, it was like for teaching anatomy. Sure. Sure. Uh, and then there was a picture of a mirror from the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Uh, right. These are okay. These are the ones you sent me. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, So just kind of an ornate. Mirror hanging on a wall. Yes. Yeah. Um, and there was four of these things up, and they were apparently in the 1993 Whitney Biennial. And I read the 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 um, the tag, the 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 label, and it said, "quote I first saw a picture of the anatomical wax model of a woman with pearls in a guidebook in Vienna. She struck a chord with me. I couldn't stop thinking about her." She seemed to contain all I wanted to say at that moment about feeling gutted, displayed, caught as an object of horror and desire at the same time. She also seemed relevant to me in terms of medical history, a gaping example of sexism in medicine. It was mm-hmm. a picture of a thing in a museum. Right. A not even good picture. Then at the bottom it says uh, stuff like this. According to Leonard, her pictures of these items were not about the women whose bodies had been object- objects of study, but about a cultural obsession with the differences that are still relevant in the present, particularly in light of the AIDS crisis that was entering its second de- decade in 1993. Through this project, Leonard began to approach photography as a mode of research and observation. Her images are as much about the objects they picture as about her own point of view. 
Her photographs are not authorized by the institutions at which she was taking, so the results have a furtive quality, as if taken in a split second while the guard looked away. This emphasis on the photograph as a document is reflected not only in the composition of the images, but also in Leonard's printing, a process in which he eschews cropping and embraced perfections like scratches on her negatives. Hmm. Okay. And I just kind of sit here and I, and I kind of wondered, it, was, it kind of got me thinking about, <sighs> at the point at which a piece of art cannot be distinguished from somebody making fun of it, See what I'm saying? Like, right. if you, so, if so you is can, this a serious description or is this, or is this of, satire of somebody doing something like this? Right, right. Uh, t- taking the piss, as they say. Right. I can't, I can't, I can't see where the line is. Yeah. So is it, is it, yeah. Is it, is it satirical? Hmm. Yeah. Is this a joke or is this serious? Because it could go either way. <laughs> right. It would almost be more effective if it was satirical. Yes. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, this was chosen to be in big galleries and shown at the Whitney. And it just kind of makes me wonder, like, is this what people want? Mm -hmm. The whole thing of all this stuff in 1993, I mean, there were a few pieces that were, were really good, like a handful, maybe 5%. The rest of it felt like a bunch of people, artists with quotes around them, throwing anything they could think of at the wall, look, hoping that something that they created would be revolutionary mm-hmm. as, as if the entire artistic world had no idea in which direction to go in. So they just did like a brainstorming session and, 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 and pooped all over the wall right. to see sort if, of art by accident. Yeah. Let's see what would stick. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just got me wondering like the, 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 the art world doesn't seem like it has any idea what it's doing or at well, least it didn't in 1993, apparently. How, how do you how do you qualify or quantify experiment or accident? Um, I think that this I think they are experiments. Uh, they're not accidental. These were experimental, but they were also, um, well, frankly, bad. Right? Mm-hmm. This is it was not good art. Like right. it didn't okay. do anything to me. I just stared at it and go, you were just trying to make something different thinking that different means it's good. See my, my, I think my first response would be to talk to people there, to question people there to find out like, what do you think? Yeah. What do you see here? What, Cause I, I'll be honest with you. I don't get it. So right. w- what am I missing here? Well, my sister was with me and my sister, you know, works at the Smithsonian. She's, you know, lived in Florence. She's many years of art history, graduate stuff. I mean, she's, you know, a learned person of this stuff. And what does she think? She was laughing at me because I thought it was such crap, but so I, she, did she connected to it. She, she, no, saw I, I think, sort of that, I think that she, she, I don't know. She didn't try to defend it. Mm-hmm. She just thought that I am emotional about stuff. I shouldn't be emotional about. Wait, but that's the whole thing. Art, you should be emotional about art. Well, yes, you should be emotional about it. I, th- I think her point was that I shouldn't be emotional about it if I don't like it. If I don't like it, I don't like it. Don't be angry about not liking it. But I think the difference between my sister and I is that my sister doesn't make art, right? Mm-hmm. Where I take a personal offense to it because I'm just like, you're giving what I do a bad name. <laughs> you know? Okay, so you take this as a reflection on... Artists... On in artists. general. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You, you take know. this as a reflection on, on what 
you're trying to do with your life. What, this what this is why people are blowing, trying to like defund the NEA is for crap like this. Right. Because people go, I paid $20,000. The government paid $20,000 to have, have this girl take a picture of a mirror at the Met. Okay. And, it's, and it's out of focus. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, I mean, there, there, there's a certain amount of, okay, I can understand that. To your average person, this is crap. You know? But, you know what? To somebody, this isn't crap. And I'm sure her pictures are very well regarded. I'm sure, she, you know, Zoe Leonard makes a good amount of money taking the pictures she takes and more power to you. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, somebody could say, well, you know what? Maybe your work is far too pedestrian and, and too derivative and too boring and too commercial in a lower C sense, you know? Right, right. That, that could but all- you're also not waxing poetic about the significance of that. Exactly. I'm not writing labels that are, you know, 250 words long about how my photographs are objects of objects and the objectification. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, like, I'm creating a new movement, pedantic objectivism. Exactly. You, know, it, you, you, you just spent everyone's artistic pretense, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. um, I just I read that kind of stuff and I just think God this is this has to be a joke. There's no way this could be serious, and yet there it is at the new museum. Now, luckily, the new museum has cost like twenty bucks to get in. Now, luckily, because my sister is you know a big giant museum dork, um, <laughs> said with all of the affection. In oh, the world. I I love my sister, but you know. <laughs> the, the one of the big advantages of hanging out with my sister is that you can get into malls any museum for free. Right. Okay. So she walks in and flashes her Smithsonian ID and they all go, Oh, uh, the red carpet is over there. You know, right, right. this way, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, he's with me too. Ugh, fine. You know, <laughs> uh, I don't think this is good for a plus one. Right. <laughs> but if, if I had gone in there and spent $40 for the two of us to go see this stuff, right. I would have been like, are you kidding me? You know, um, I mean the day before we had gone to the Met, and had gone through that um, Eggleston exhibit again, had gone through that uh, Impressionism thing that I talked about a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then there was another exhibit there, which apparently has been getting a lot of press, uh, a punk fashion exhibit at the Met. Right. But it's not original punk fashion. It's like versions of what was punk faction, fashion by modern designers who were like not even alive when punk was happening and that kind of stuff. Okay. And not only were they terrible, because you can't place 30 buttons on a leather jacket, you know, the whole point of it is that they were just thrown on there haphazardly over the course of three years, you know? Right, right, you right. You can't, like, gingerly place one and, you know, it's, ugh. This is the exact antithesis of everything that punk was about. You well, can't that ha- and, and having it displayed in the Met. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. And they had a facsimile version of the CBGB's bathroom. There, behind glass. <laughs> Not even kidding. We're going to recreate this filthy urinal trough, but don't touch it. <laughs> Not even kidding. Dead serious. This was there. And I'm thinking to myself, are you freaking kidding me? This, like, it, it, it embarrassed me, it embarrassed Punk, and it embarrassed the Met. And people are gushing over it because it's amazing. Huh. You know? And I'm just, I feel like I'm way out of touch. Or I must Maybe. be way out of touch. I'm Maybe. way out of something. Um. Anyway, it just it just kind of it just gets it gets me thinking about all this stuff, you know. Yeah, it's it's very strange what 
what art is, what art has become. And, and it, it, it interests me, though. It intrigues me to no end of where it's going to be in 20 years. What, what will, it, will the line between art and fashion be even, even blurrier than it is now? Probably. You know, um, it's very, well, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with just the speed of, of, of the internet in the sense that like, you know, things change and memes and all that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. and the idea that you could have sort of subclasses of people, sub sub groups of people, all humans. The last time a single album was, was beloved by like an entire country was probably thriller, <laughs> you know? Like everything else, everything has gotten so compartmentalized and specialized mm-hmm. that I don't even know half the artists in half of the genres that I don't listen to. Hell, I don't even know the genre, the artists in the genres I do listen to musically now, you know? Yeah. Um, everything has been so f- fractured, you know, that I think the same thing is happening for art. So that the people who are looking at photography or the people who are listening to music or the people who are looking at painting, you can't even have a discussion with them. It used to be that Life Magazine had, you know, a big giant article about Jackson Pollock and everyone knew who Jackson Pollock was. Right. Do you think that your average person on the street knows who's making contemporary painting now? I don't uh, even, I don't know not. who it is. Yeah. Who's making contemporary and, and, painting well, now? I wonder if there's, you, know, you mentioned the internet and, and there is something I think to say to that uh, about the immediacy of it and, and the onslaught of it. Yeah. The 15 you minutes know? has become five minutes. Right. You know, I, I, I used to love going to, Record stores, and it, there's still a, a, a great record store in uh, in Claremont uh, called Rhino. Uh, they still have vinyl, they still have used, new, you know, all of that. Um, but you used to have to go to a record shop to not only to 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 get a record, but if you wanted to hear anything but the A sides, that's where you went to listen. I mean, look, know? hey, I grew up in a record store. That's what my father did for a living. Sure, um, I, but I will tell you though that the the flip side of that is that. My father's record store maybe had two or two thousand, three thousand mm-hmm. albums in it, you know, and say half of them were Beatles, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, you know, the stuff that is always going to be at a record store. Right. So how much new stuff are you finding at a record store versus the, uh, the versus the uh, options you have even listening to Spotify, which has 40 million tracks or whatever it is. Right. Right. Well, and one of the things that I like about the Spotify's and the RDOs and things like that. And I, I wish that this would, hmm, maybe it does exist, but I haven't seen it. That something like this would exist for, for art or photography is if you're listening to something on Spotify, there's the, well, you may also like right. this. Uh, I would love to, to, to have some sort of, of outlet or venue that you could go to. It's like, oh, you're looking at this painting and you like it. Well, then you might like this person. You know, you're looking at these photographs. You might also like this because to your point, there's a ton of stuff out there that, that I just, I'm not familiar with because there's so much of it. Right. Yeah. Too much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other, when I needed music for that video yesterday, I was just like, I got to find video or uh, music rather. And, uh, I ended up finding a creative commons tune out there, you know? Mm-hmm. So I used it and I credited the guy and I linked back to it and all the rest of it. Um, but the quality of some of the creative commons music is insane. Yeah. You know, I mean, these are people who just want to be shared around, you know, and get my, get my thing out there. So if, if a thousand people go look at my video, 
That's a thousand people that are going to listen to their song that wouldn't have listened to their song otherwise. And if they're just doing it as a hobby or trying to get known and somebody goes, oh, that's really great in that song. I want to hire you to do this for me. You know, I guess that's the idea, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, or, or we, we want to license this for a, a television show or a commercial or right. yep. something. Yep. Totally true. Um, you know, uh, one of the things that, 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 that girl who was taking these black and white blurry crappily composed pictures, um, I mean, obviously like the fact that they were black and white made them special, right? You know, I mean, that's the argument that they're artsy because they're black and white. Right. Um, there are a lot of artists who sort of use a technique or a tool as uh, a crutch. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding? Of course. Yeah. So at what point is the uh, novelty of the tool more important than the work you make with it. For example, who's the, who's the guy with the truck, the camera in the truck? Oh, uh, Ian Rutter. Okay. He both has a crazy technique and he makes really beautiful pictures. Yes. But that's not true of everyone who uses a crazy technique. Yes. I, I think that, that, that his connection to his subjects would be the same or similar if he were using a Mark III or or a D eight hundred instead of a, a, a four by six foot you know right. wet plate truck. Or rather, his his I don't know that his connection with the subjects would be quite the same, but I think that his his quality of his images would be the same. Right, 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 right. Or sure, similar. Sure, let's, sure. let's 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 okay. let's put yeah, it that way. That's 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 a, that's a bit more fair. Yeah. Now, okay. There there are you know a friend of mine Timothy Greenfield Sanders shoots large format portraits. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. And is sort of famous for shooting this big giant 11 by 14 camera. And you could say it's for the quality that it gives and blah, 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 blah. But is at least part of it just the fact that it's cool because you have an 11 by 14 camera? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, look, we, we were uh, okay. We were at that Paris photo a couple weeks ago and you and I talked about this and I think talked about it a little bit on the show. Uh, I'm, I'm a big Sally Mann fan. I love her immediate family work. I think it's a fantastic series. Uh, but at Paris photo, she had a, there was a, a large, uh, showing of, of some of her wet plate, uh, landscape shots. Okay. And if you, again, I'm a big fan of, of a lot of her work, but if you took away the fact that these were shot with a wet plate camera, right? They would have been hills in Virginia, right? Yeah, if you had shot those with your, you know, whatever you have, your X Pro One, right? And they they would and then cease- process them to look like that. They'd be kind of cool if you told people that it was actually wet plate. But if you show them the original file, they'd be like, "Really? What was the picture of?" Right. Right. So, so at what point, I mean, this, this is, there's two levels to this one. There's at what point is that technique more important than the image? In which case you think that it it is in this case, Mm -hmm. not to say that people don't make beautiful wet plate stuff that really couldn't be made otherwise. Sure. Or daguerreotypes or whatever else. Right. And maybe that's the point. Maybe, maybe, maybe in, in the case of, of art and science need to be merged. Yes. It's, it's an experimentation in, 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 to your point, merging 
the artistic with the scientific into some sort of hybrid body of work. Okay. Okay. Well, and, and I respect that. That's fine. Well, can, can I, can I also bring up the, well, the other thing, which is that Sally man is a known quantity. Yes. Right? Because of the family stuff, because of whatever, she probably gets more of a pass than some kid getting out of school. Who's taking pictures in wet plate and taking pictures of Hills in his backyard would get, uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, it's tough. I mean, even in the modern world, like look at these, look at all the guys who were big HDR guys, uh, Trey Radcliffe and all those guys. What yeah. would their pictures look like without HDR? Uh, they wouldn't have nearly the impact or the following, in my opinion, that they have. Right. I, I, and you know, it's so. Is it him or is it the tool? That's that's a great argument. That's a great question. People could say that. What are my pictures without my post production? Yeah. I, I had a, uh, an instructor in college that uh, in my design program there, he would, he would say, okay, what do you like about, you know, we, we, had, we put everything up on a crit wall. You do a project and you put it up on a crit wall and everybody would talk about it. And he would ask you what you liked about it. What, what do you think succeeded? What do you think failed? And inevitably these patterns would emerge of little hooks or little tricks that you use in all of your work. Sure. And he would say, take it away and go do it again. You know, take this little hook away that you've used every single time, you know, on the past seven projects. Take that out and go do it again and now, see if it still stands okay, up. But, but is, that, is that because you really shouldn't have hooks or as a, an exercise thing? Your biceps are really strong. Let's use all your legs today yeah. during your workout. Like, is I that just an overall strengthening, artistic strengthening exercise? Or is that a, in order to become a good artist, you should never go back to the same thing over and over again? I think in, in the case of, of, in this case, it was a little of both. It was, let me see what you can do without relying on what you've relied on for the past six things. But also, I'm going to take away this thing you've relied on to force you to solve this problem in a different way. Okay. Because that's like, that's, that's did part it work? of what, uh, I think sometimes it did maybe 60, 40, it worked, but it gets you thinking in different ways. It gets you seeing in different ways. And right. that's, that's one of the things that, that, that we're trying to do here is we're trying to, to hone and refine a way of seeing the world that is not derivative or directly influenced or, or a ripoff of somebody else's way of seeing the world. Right. Right. And, and all of these people that see, you know, to use your, your HDR example, um, most HDR that I've seen is crap. It's overdone. It's haloed. It's heavy handed. Uh, some people do it really well. Some people, you know, just like anything else, just like any post-processing, any, anything else. Um, and, and that's, that's the difference is, is that's the nuance. It's the subtlety that sets you apart. Now, some people could say all of these things are crutches. They're all technologies, right? Mm -hmm. So, okay. Take away HDR from Trey Radcliffe. Well, you know what? If you took away, you know, uh, uh, uh wet plate from, uh, Matthew Brady, he wouldn't have been able to take pictures of the civil war. You know what I right. mean? That, right. that, that the technology goes hand in hand with the art and you can't separate it. I, th true, true. Well, what, I, what is, what is so noble about simplicity? Well, using Matthew Brady, what were his other options? Okay. 
he could have drawn it. Okay, but right. Okay, but photographically. Okay, you know, he I didn't mean, have it, other options photographically. That that was kind of it. You know, but that we, but isn't that isn't it a slightly of a, you're just saying we're beyond that, so you shouldn't go back. Um, I don't think that that we're beyond it. I think it's hmm. What do I think? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> what do I think? Uh, I think it's much more difficult now than, again, to use your Matthew Brady example. There are so many tools at our disposal. By the way, Matthew Brady's turning over in his grave right now. But go ahead. That's right. Yeah. Uh, there, we should there put are him so as many... photography, photographer of the week one week. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right, I'll make good. a note of it. Go ahead. Uh, th- there are so many tools. There are so many chances to affect the end product of your work um, that I do think it's difficult. I do think that it's, it's tempting to, to use the one touch uh, fixes or use, you know, the, 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 the quick fixes. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm struggling with this myself. I'm struggling with, with finding not only, subject matter that's interesting to me, but uh, a way to represent that subject matter in a way that's interesting and that feels somehow honest. You know, when I was walking around with my sister the other day, you know, sometimes you see really great graffiti on the wall in New York City, that kind of stuff. Do you think that taking a picture of graffiti or a neon sign or a hand-painted sign or whatever, right – Mm-hmm. Do you think that that is art or is that just sort of documentation? Uh, I think it blurs between both. I mean, uh, I mean, if you're the- straight on, you know, soft, you know, flat lighting, you know what I mean? Like if, if, if you're not doing some crazy perspective thing or, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it can be. Or I, look, I, I have recently become a big fan uh, of Fred Herzog. Of dumpsters. Yeah. Well, I, I do have an ongoing dumpster project, uh, but no. It, uh, and I, I hadn't, I didn't know who Fred Herzog was until uh, a friend of the show, Ibarri Nix Perello from the Candid Frame said, uh, huh? I just said woot. Woot. Yeah. Uh, said, oh, you, you know, you've got to go see the Herzogs. And I've become a fan. And, and look, a lot of it is, is, you could argue that it's documentary. It's documenting uh, a period in time in Toronto or, or Chicago or New York or wherever you happen to be. But there's still a way of seeing you know, we, we, anybody that's, that's doing street work, there's an argument to be made that it's, it's documentary photography or, or photojournalism for that matter. But there's still a point of view. There's still a way of composing an image of what to keep in the foreground, of what to push in the background, of, of when to wait, when not to wait, when to fire. All of these things you have to think about. So there's still purpose to it. There's still intent to it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I just, I don't know. I, I guess I'm trying to, I'm trying to mix. Uh, I mean, back to the process thing. I, I'm trying to. I wonder if my process is too staid and I rely on it too much. You may. Um. But I also am not going to throw out five years of experience just because I have a hunch that it can be something more. Right. Yeah. But you don't have to throw it out. That's the beauty of it. You know, you can, you can enter, you know, Bill Wadman's blue period where you, you know, you can, you can go off on a tangent and see if something comes of it. True. Yeah. Good point. You know, and if it doesn't, 
You know, look, you, you might find that, that the, the, the best way to express yourself over the next three months, six months, a year, two weeks is three minute videos, right? That the moving image somehow has, has captivated you. And that allows you to say what you want to say right now at this period in your life. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. True. No, I mean, right. if anything, it's, it's, it's to be applauded for, for trying something new. Sure. And, and giving it giving it a little bit of attention and seeing whether it works. And you know what? It may not work to you. It may end up being more of an exercise, but then somebody else may see it and go, you know what? I see what he was. You didn't see what you were trying to do, but somebody else sees it and runs with it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting working with, with video. Moving pictures is, are interesting from the point of view of a, of a stills guy because you have a whole other dimension to work with. And in many ways, it's not, I don't find it freeing. I find it, well, I'm really going to offend a bunch of people right now. Uh, uh, don't f- let that stop you. For me, it, it's an excuse to be sloppy, right? Like you can spread all this stuff out like like peanut butter on a, on a piece of bread, you know, where before it's got to be all in one frame. And if it's not in there, you're screwed. So it almost makes it makes me appreciate stills more playing with video. Does that make sense? Um, do you, you understand what I'm trying to get across? Yeah, I do. I do. I see I, video is such a different filmmaking, moving image. It's such a different animal to me. I'm amazed by it. I'm, I'm, oh, it totally I, is. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of... I, it's sort of like when I went from, from 2D to 3D. When right. I went from, from being an illustrator to picking up Imagine or 3D Studio or whatever and, and having to think in completely different terms. Sure. Having to realize that, that these things have volume and mass and reflections and shadows that I didn't think about before. True. You know, and it's that same kind of paradigm shift for me but, thinking but, about video. But doesn't mm-hmm. that also but doesn't that also fold back to the 2D and you go, oh Absolutely. doesn't it give you an appreciation for how much you can actually do with one less dimension? Uh I don't know if it's if it gives you I don't know if it does that, but it definitely informs 2D. Okay. See, you, it, you, it gives me a different perspective. It makes it makes me want to go back and make 2D to to make stills better okay then that's that's still a win yeah you're, sure. you're you're still letting you're still letting one thing inform or inspire another you're still uh uh letting yourself be affected and move in a different direction okay i think you are right i don't know about all that but it's it's definitely look it's it's one of the joys of doing what we do it's one of the joys of of wait there's joy in doing what we do absolutely there is there is an amazing amount of joy in in being able to uh, express yourself and inspire other people to ex- express express themselves. I, I'm I'm yeah I'm the luckiest person in the world in that way. Aw, hey, you know, the other day Melissa, my sister, and I walked by Jay's house, Jay Mazel's house. I know you didn't ring the bell. I did not ring the bell. Uh, I've, I've been there, so I've, I've been in there or whatever it is. Um, but, uh, I just, it was, what was interesting about it was that my sister said, you know, she pointed out a good point. She said, 
you know, I would have just walked by here not knowing any of the stuff that you just told me, which is, you know, the story of Jay Maisel and, you know, right. his history litigiousness the and the history yeah. of the yeah. building and what's yeah. in there and how it all works and who this guy is and why he's important. And, and it just goes to show you, if you know somebody in a place that you're going to visit who knows what's around, how much more rich your experience can be. Yes. It's kind of like reading up on the on the objects in a museum before you visit the museum mm-hmm. or, you know, read up on the church before you go to a cathedral, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's interesting, informing. I don't know. I, I agree. So. Yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> you sure you got something else? No, no, that's it. That's that's it. Hey, you, why don't we uh, why don't we talk about one of our sponsors? Uh, I'm, I'm happy to. In fact, in fact, here's the thing. Okay, Square, we're going to talk about Squarespace for a minute. Uh, you may think, listeners. You might think I'm crazy. Sorry. You know, it just cost us $2,800. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I know it's Apologies son, so it's to okay. Rick Ocasek. Uh, no, you, you might think, because we talk a lot about Squarespace and photography and that kind of thing, that it's only for photographers or visual artists or painters or whatever. But... It, it's not. Not uh, true. No. Uh, a friend of mine is, uh, is a well, PI. Hold, hold, hold on a second. I'm not a PI. <laughs> my other friend. Wait, wait, wait hold uh, on a second. You have okay. other friends? No, no, no. My other acquaintance. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> he's, a, he's a PI. And, uh, and we, are, we are putting together a Do people call him Magnum all the time? No. Does no. he get offended by that? No. Okay, no. go ahead. Sorry. No. Although- uh, Does he drive know, a Ferrari and wear short shorts? <laughs> And he rocks that big caterpillar mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're moving him over to Squarespace. I, I sat him down and I said, look, check this out. We went through some of the templates and showed him some of the drag and drop behind the scenes stuff. And he was just floored. He was uh, using another, uh, uh, another solution, another blogging platform, and had been fighting with it for months because he's just not, he's not a tech guy. He wants to write articles and post them. He wants to, you know change up some photos, post them. He doesn't want to mess with all that other stuff. Right. And, uh, and, and so uh, within 10 minutes of, of looking at the Squarespace front end and back end, he's like, let's do it. Get me on. Okay. So, uh, so you you're know, doing that this week? Doing that this week, yeah. In fact, uh, probably on Wednesday, tomorrow. Which, uh, which of the all new beautiful templates did you use? I think we're going with Hudson. Okay. I think that is the one we were going with. And the, uh, okay, so you got the beautiful templates. Yep. You showed him the drag and drop. Showed him drag and drop. Showed him the whole like slam it down to the size of a phone. It's all responsive, which blew him away. He, he was not again. You know, we we sometimes take for granted that that we deal with this kind of stuff almost daily. Right. And you know, you, you show somebody, look, just drag your browser down to the size of a phone, and the whole page shifts and morphs into a new site, basically. Right. This this is this is alchemy for for a lot of folks. Right. True. You know, it's true. So, uh, and then, uh, is he, is he into Facebook and, and, and definitely, yep. Showed him all the social integration. Uh, he's even putting together like, uh, I wouldn't call them eBooks, but little guides. And I said, look, you, you can, you can sell them. You can, you, there's an e-commerce <laughs> solution right here. You can sell them right on the site, drag and drop, right? $24 a month. Yep. You yeah, know, for the, takes all for the payments the for you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So just, uh, you know, if you've got friends that, that are looking uh, to, to build a website and they're not 
visual artists, don't don't just cast it off, man. These 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 tools are amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, they're 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 as powerful or even more powerful for people who are selling stuff all the time. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know what? Here's the other thing. When he can't figure out something, he doesn't have to call me. That's it's a good point. He gets twenty four right? hour customer support. You get I'm like, out of the loop. Chat with a guy at Squarespace.com <laughs> yeah. and don't have yeah. to worry about it. And, and, and the people, the, the, the support people are amazing. They actually like, they know their stuff. It's not like, have you logged into your Squarespace account? Right. You know, have you tried turning it off and on again. Yeah. They, they're not like that at all. They're like, okay, yeah, I, I, it's obvious that you know what you're talking about. So you know, let's talk about what, you know, the little problem you're having or whatever. Yeah. And, and now, to, you can also customize this. I, for my own stuff, I wanted to, you know how the, the images pop up in the little light box kind of thing. Yep. I wanted to make the light box background a little more transparent. Okay. Well, so you go into the little CSS editor and you inject your custom code and refresh and boom, you're done. Yep. So you've got, you've got, yeah, you've got these beautiful templates, but then you've got, if, if you do a bit of coding or you do a, a bit of CSS, yep. uh, you can uh, make them even more customizable. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and look, if you buy, when you go uh, buy a year, they give you a free domain name. Uh, so, and you know, and you get your 24 hour customer support, you can go set up an account go to squarespace.com slash OTP right now. And you can get a two week trial. You can get all, you don't even need a credit card. You just put in an email address and a password and it sets you up a, uh, a free two week account that you can play with, move all your stuff in, pull it in from uh, WordPress and Tumblr. Cause you know, Tumblr got bought by uh, Yahoo. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, you know, pull it into Squarespace and you know, see if it works for you. And when you decide to buy, uh, use the offer code. Uh, what's our offer code this week, Jeffrey? Off my lawn. Yep. Off my lawn, <laughs> all one word. And you'll get 10% off when you decide to buy. Uh, Squarespace, they're, they're super good people uh, and, and, and friends of the show. And uh, we appreciate their support very, very yes, much. Absolutely. Um, all right. So there, apparently there's been some... There's arguments over photo manipulation in the press. Uh, yeah. What, so there was a Der Spiegel article. Oh, come Der on. Der Spiegel. It. There it is. <laughs> they say it right. <laughs> Which what means the world, I think? Maybe. I don't the, know. the news, the... Anyway, uh, it's basically Time Magazine in Germany. Right. Um, I, I've actually done some work for Der Der Spiegel. Um, and, uh, apparently there's, <laughs> what, you laughing at me now? Das ist einen Foto. Yeah. So uh, apparently there's a photographer named Paul Hansen. Yes. Who took a photo for a Swedish newspaper that won all these press awards in Wait, is this the, 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 uh, people walking down the, the alleyway thing? Yes. There's a bunch okay. of men walking down the alleyway carrying the, 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 the dead children. In their right. arms, upset about I I I in Gaza. I guess this That's is Gaza, okay. so it must yeah. have been a bombing or you know something where the kids died. Mm -hmm. um, and some people are arguing that it looks processed, uh, manipulated. That right. Mr. Hansen somehow went in there and did more than just auto or white balance and exposure. Okay, now I have a question. Yep. With regard to photojournalism. Where's the line? 
Yes. Are, are you are you supposed to get it as close to straight out of camera as possible? Because are, it seems like this is very nitpicky to me that you're 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 toning an image or you're dodging and burning an image, and somebody's crying foul. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the this is where things get really really odd, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because the definitions of these things are not black and white. This is very much sort of a you know, pornography thing, the famous, uh, I know it when I see it Mm because it's impossible to define otherwise. Um, and so this is a real big problem because people argue that the minute you start allowing manipulation of photographs in the news, then it's not news anymore. And you can't control that. It's the truth. Not that you could say that photographs are the truth anyway, but we'll put that aside for the moment. Right. Right. Um, the, but it's it's not it's not as if this person went in and used you know liquify to enhance expressions or to change you know right, or, right. or or he to claims add that the light was or, like this in the it just happened to be like this in this alleyway yeah you're mm-hmm. right they didn't add people the kids weren't changed out but you know what lightening and darkening different parts of the thing to give emphasis to one or the other I mean these are things that that are arguable that change the meaning of the photograph right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, so I, I come on both sides of this, right? The interesting thing about this article is not just that, because we can discuss that more, but here's the crazy thing. The bottom half of the article is all about, and I'll put it in the show notes. It's called, uh, enhanced reality, exploring the boundaries of photo editing is talking to a guy named Claudia Palmasiano, who is a retoucher at a place called 10 B photography in Rome. Okay. Uh, the old, he has, uh, he has the old Kodak slogan. You press the button. We do the rest is on the nor, but with one word added better. (laughs) Nice. Um, so they, they process 50 to a hundred images a day that people upload to the server. They make automatic corrections to a lot of them. They, you know, do all the different stuff. They, uh, darken parts of the image to draw people's eyes. No, they, wait, are they doing photojournalism, fashion? What are they doing? Well, this is photojournalism, and they enhance the gun in a in a soldier's hand. You know, like okay. they make it brighter. Uh, they make the 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 uh, the the red of a sh- of the woman's blood uh, less glaring. You know, this okay. kind of stuff, right? Okay. Now, you could you could argue that you know where's the line in any of this stuff? Okay, right. Uh, the difference, he says the difference between photojournalism and photography is, is ethics. We're good at trying out possibilities without overstepping the limits. Right. Mm -hmm. He said, there are no correct colors. It's all relative, which is also true, which kind of becomes the thing, right? Uh, there's no absolute rule in terms of enhancement. The jury is made up of industry leaders and their decisions can be right. Even if they don't exactly conform to AP standards. Now, one of the things that this guy talks about in here is that people are looking for images that are too perfect. Okay. Okay. So he and these guys will sometimes add imperfections in post to make them look more real. And, and what do they what do they qualify as imperfection? Okay. So he says one point this guy makes he says there's a lot more competition among photos today. They have to outdo each other, and you know what? There are tools like image enhancement which achieve these goals, right? I mean, at what point? Where's the line between enhancement and just trying to make something as good as it can be, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he says. Uh, 
ruling out photos because they're too perfect isn't helpful either, which explains why part of 10B's repertoire is to enhance photos to reduce their quality from an objective standpoint. To do this, the company adds typically adds image errors and simulates graininess. All you have to do is reproduce the effect that a scratch on the lens would have created in the photo, and a purist juror will praise what? the photographer for not having gone too far with enhancement. Palmasiano Paul, uh, Paul says with a chuckle. Basically, he's just like, add flaws and the purists are going to gawk over it. Even though wow. we added that. Right? But that, and that somehow is acceptable, but opening up the shadows, uh, not so much. Well, because these people don't know that this was added. Like, they're, they're okay. not seeing it as, oh, that flaw was added. They're seeing it as, oh, that flaw was there and they didn't fix it. So therefore, that must not have been touched. But doesn't that kind of fly in the face of him saying that there's an ethical line? Well, he, he's not he's not making that ethical choice. He's just saying that the ethics are a part of it. I'm just I'm just a I'm just a bag man, right? Right. I'm okay. just a guy with a stylus. Right. Fascinating. It yeah, it kind of is. I just love the idea that he's just like you know what? Sometimes we add faults to it so that people think they haven't been touched. Genius. Yeah. Yeah. Because a picture that's too perfect is too perfect. Interesting. Fascinating. Um, and then there was another article in the New York Times uh, that uh, that was put up yesterday um, about how uh, – by Margaret Sullivan, who – what is she? She's the uh, – You got a link for me? Yeah, yeah it's in the show notes. Uh, she's the first – fifth public editor of the New York Times. I'll put also put okay, this yeah, there for you. Okay, yeah, got it. Um, and she talks about that picture, the Paul Hansen picture, whatever it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then she also talked about fashion photos in the New York Times. Should the fashion section of the New York Times be under the same umbrella of non-manipulation that the rest of the Times is? Right. That, that same level of scrutiny. Sure. Right. Um, and they talked about a photo spread in T, the monthly style magazine, saying that some guy thought that the model looked too thin and they had considered adding fat to her with Photoshop. <laughs> which is ironic, right? That it's gone so far that the Photoshop people are like, whoa, too far reality. Back yeah, yeah. it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, we are using liquefy, but not in the way you think. Not in the way you think, right? Yeah. But somebody else says, you know what? That magazine should be an exception because fashion is fantasy. Readers understand this. It's totally man- manipulated. Everything done for aesthetics. You know what? I think but, I mean, that's you- why I don't like fashion okay, and fashion but- photography is that it's – everything done for aesthetics, that means there's no meaning behind it. But you could make that same leap with modern photojournalism. You could. Yeah. It's very, it's a very great, that whole point of this discussion is that how gray of an area any of this stuff is. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and they talk about how even with the stuff for the, for the fashion magazine, they don't, they say, Color, minor color toning and brightening for production purposes are acceptable. So, okay, so we can change the white balance and the exposure. Can we open shadows? Can we pull back highlights? Right. I don't know. Can we change contrast? I don't know. Well, with digital cameras, contrast is a purely relative term. It's not like there's contrast baked into the film. Can, can we vignette it as if we used a, a, a crop sensor lens on a full frame camera? See, this, this is, this is, these are, you know, interesting. It's, it's all very interesting and I don't know where I come down. Yeah. It's, um, Hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's, 
I don't know. You know, I, I looked at both uh, both versions, I guess, of the Gaza burial image. And wait, yeah, did he actually pull out the raw image? Because in the in the Der, Sp- Der Spiegel uh, article, they say that he was supposed to bring the raw, and he had he forgot it, quote unquote. Uh, I, it wasn't on this site, and uh, let me see if I can. Uh, Is it, it really was it different? N- was it NPR? Might have been NPR. Uh, I'm not sure. I'll say Paul Hansen before and after. Here we go. I got the before and the after. You got it? Okay. I don't know, man. I will put this in the show notes as well. Uh, it is, I mean, it is, it is more than just a little contrast, right? Yes. But the light did pretty much look like that. Yeah, I mean, look, he he punched the colors. He he he, you know, changed the light a little bit. Probably a little bit of the uh, the old um, what's it called, uh, clarity slider. Maybe, yeah. Um, hey, here's the question: Is the bottom one a better picture? See, I, I or is the top pref- one just as good? I prefer the top one. See. And we get we get into a very strange conversation. There, there's a okay no no. Have, have just, people are people so used to image manipulation and perfection and whatever it is that when something looks real, they actually gravitate towards it nowadays. Maybe now the, okay. To be fair, like like the model got too skinny. Yeah, uh, th- this will be in the show notes, right? Yes. Okay, so listeners, uh, there are two images, one atop the other. Uh, the, the bottom one is the one he altered. Bottom one is altered. Top one is the original. Top one is the original. Okay. For, for me, the saturation of the bottom one. Too much. Looks, it looks unreal given, given the somberness of the scene. Okay. But would you have felt that way if you just, I mean, cover the top one and just look at the bottom one. Do you still feel that way? You know where my eye goes on the on the bottom one? Guy on the left's ear. The bright red of his ear. Huh. Interesting. Still pretty bright in the top one. A little bit of a yeah, donkey's ear that guy's got. <laughs> no nice. offense, dude. I know you just lost your child. Yikes. Wow. Um, Captain Insensitive. <laughs> I, I look, it's um it's 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 an interesting discussion. Yeah, it is. And uh, if you're listening to the show, uh, check out the show notes. You can find them at 5x5.tv slash OTP slash 56. Check this out for yourselves. And, and I, you know, I, I, even for my own work, I find myself wanting to not like do it in camera, but you know what? What can I do without having to do so much processing? The problem is, is that when you're then going up against you are in a global competition with people who are perfecting their images. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's very difficult not to, you know, it's sort of like not taking steroids and trying to be a bodybuilder. Well, look, isn't, isn't, isn't the sensor interpting? Yeah. The lens is interpreting. I mean, everything is interpreting. Yeah. You're, you're not. So where's the line, Jeffrey? You just can't delete pixels. Everything else is is game. I don't know. This this is this is an interesting discussion. Um, I don't see a problem with what he did. 
Okay. But if if you okay that, then you have to do do you have to okay the fashion making models thinner, removing and, and where, will, will people will people start to demand that news images have more impact? Mm-hmm. As if you know, fifty uh, uh, Palestinian men carrying dead children is not impactful enough. Right, right. That I, are, you, you can see the photo editor going, yeah, but is it punchy? Yeah, right. Right. It's messed up. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I see what you're trying to do here, but I feel like it needs some more oomph. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, we want people's eyes to like really gravitate to it. Yeah, that, that's the The dead kids slope, isn't enough. Yeah, that's the slippery Yeah, slope, and then, then it becomes RoboCop. Yeah. You know, and that's, I don't know. <laughs> I just got that. Then it becomes Robocop. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a minute. Oh, I think that might be a good title. <laughs> I've, only had, I've only had one cup of coffee. I'm a little slow on the uptake this morning. Man, these allergies are killing me. Um, you know, somebody said something really nice. A friend of the show said something really nice about our show last week. In yes. an email. Yeah. Um, they said that our show is good because it's not just about photography. It's about life. I think that's probably one of the nicest things I've ever heard about the show. That's the nicest thing I've ever heard said to me about anybody. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, so you know you who you are out there, and we thank you for that very nice comment. Yeah. Um, uh, we love you too. And and look, it's, it's, it's so uh, – it's so funny to me, the life that this show has sort of taken on. What with the community and, and the feedback that we get. Community is amazing. These people are putting up incredible work every day. <laughs> I know, I know. It's making me sick. I have to stop going because it makes me not want to work. You know, I, I put up a couple photos and I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I don't know about this. I don't know. A bunch of people chimed in and said, well, you could try this, you could try that. So I'm going to go back and reshoot these. Uh, based on some of the feedback I got. So everybody that yeah. commented, thank you. Uh, it really means a lot. And, uh, and I'm going to go back and see if I can get it right. Uh, did they write their comments in all caps so you could hear them? <laughs> good. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> uh, hey, our Google Plus thing. What are, you go to Google Plus and you, uh, you search for on taking pictures and you'll find the group, right? Yes. Uh, and then there, just, there is a link in the okay. – well, there should be a link and, in the show notes. And you, you join and uh, you, you, um, we accept you. Everyone gets accepted. We're just trying to keep it closed just so we don't get the riffraff. Every right. once in a while, you get like a spammy kind of person coming in. Right. That's all, that's all it is. It's a spam thing. It's not like some sort of elitist. We're not kicking anybody out or yeah, anything like no, that. No, no. Also um, – and, and if you do get kicked out, you need to blame Alan Bailward because he's our, he's our admin. <laughs> that guy, man. <laughs> He's like he's like he's like the the guy in the Wild West who you like gave the sheriff's badge to because the old sheriff died, and he's like a little. Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, fantastic. Wait, no, wait, he just he just got back. Where did he? Bangladesh? Is that where he went? Yeah, it must be nice. Alan, is that where you went? Must. Oh, well, well, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Excuse, right. excuse me. Yeah, I, I went to Pomona and Claremont. Yeah. Alan went yeah. to Bangladesh. Yeah. yeah, I went to I went to the Bowery. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hey, you know, uh, speaking of the uh, Google Plus, yes, uh, they redesigned. You like the redesign? I like it quite a bit. Okay, yeah. 
Excellent. Uh, I am indifferent to it, um, but I'm fine with it. I, but I, I like it just because it looks a lot more like Faded and Blurred now. Oh, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> what do you think, though, about when Google – so Google added all kinds of enhancements to Google Plus where – well, first of all, you can upload all these – like all your high-res images and you get like 15 gigs or whatever it is. But I think that's global across your entire Google thing. So if you use it for Gmail, you can use it for pictures. Yeah, you can use I, it I don't for think it's unique to photographs. I think you're right. Right. Yeah. Okay, but they also added all of these auto enhancement features, right? Yes. Where they can take a collection of photos and they will choose the best photos programmatically and make, uh, yeah, well, make yeah. an album of the best 20 out of 200 or whatever. Yeah, not only, yeah, not only enhance individual photographs, but yeah, choose, right. oh, choose yeah. a good shot. I was going to get to the enhancing the okay. photographs. So then they have this auto enhance stuff where they're basically doing um, shadow enhancement, pulling back highlights warming stuff up, giving stuff a little punch. Like yeah, it's not, they're not dramatic enhancements. Right. This is what you would do if you had an auto enhance button on your iPhone, right? That's right. essentially what they're doing in software on the server. What bother, and that's fine because you know what? A lot of people aren't serious. Don't listen to this show. I, I don't know who these people are, why they're not. <laughs> Wait, what? It's not about <laughs> photography. It's about life, Jeffrey. <laughs> that's right. That's, um, you know what? There's the t-shirt right there. Yes. That's the t-shirt. Yeah. All right, all right. Put a note in the show notes. Okay, okay. okay That's okay. the T-shirt. Um, that 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 they used a an Ansel Adams quote about photography. Oh, I forgot about that. In in like in the press release thing. In the introduction in the to intro, this yeah, new yeah. thing that automatically does all kinds of enhancements and stuff. Did you find that? Do you find that offensive? I don't find it offensive. I think it Tone should deaf? have been credited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it should have been credited. Uh, I just, there was something about it. It's, I, th- I, I mean, felt it, like it was... the same as using a lyric, kind of, you know? Well, no, I don't mind them quoting Ansel Adams in the sense that, you know, you can quote Ansel Adams whoever you want. What, what bothers me is that uh, they're, they're, they're quoting Ansel Adams, who was very meticulous, who was all about craft... In order to say, you know what, you don't need craft anymore because computers have replaced you. <laughs> right. Which is a whole other argument that we're going to make in a minute. But you don't, you don't find that like, whoa, hold on a second. Here it is. Uh, recalling, apparently they said, the Ansel Adams quote, you don't take a photograph, you make it. Right. But now well, you don't right, make right the before, photograph, we make it for you. Right. You just take the photograph and we turn it into a picture because it can all be done automatically because humans don't matter anymore. That art is uh, you know art what? I, is I, not I, about craft. Art is about cycles. Honestly, I didn't even think about it that way. Do you do you see what I'm saying now? I do. I exactly see what you're saying. Yeah, but I did. I didn't think about it that way. I I thought about the 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 sort of ethics legality of of using using his his words out of context. No, I'm fine with that. I don't care. You can quote a famous guy. I just think that it's. I think it's tone deaf to the huge number of people who use. Yeah. Okay. Google Plus and take it all very seriously. Their photographs, and now you're basically saying, you know, you 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 don't really matter much, right? You know, which which is a very similar thing to what the Marissa Meyer said while announcing Flickr yesterday. Uh, yeah, yeah. She she uh, yep, she did. What'd she say? Uh, she said there's no such thing as Flickr Pro today because with so many people taking photographs, there's really no such thing as professional photographers anymore. 
uh, Meyer said, though she acknowledged that there are different skill levels, quote unquote. So there's no more professionals. I, you know, I think this is... That's funny because, you know, of all the really, really nice portraits taken of Marissa Meyer for all the magazines and stuff. <laughs> That's right. I'm sure all those people didn't get paid at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Scooter. You still yeah. have your phone? Yeah. Come here. <laughs> yeah. We need to take this... Uh, it's angry. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you know, here's the thing that's stupid about that is that the people who you're trying to get really interested in Google Plus and the people you're trying to get back to Flickr are not my mom. Right. They are the people who listen to this podcast. Yeah. Right. And you are slapping them in the face while off, yeah, you, while opening you, the door. You've just gutted them and said, by the way, uh, but we're also giving you a terabyte of storage. So here you go. Right. Right. What you sh- what they should say is, look, we know you want to share your photos. We know you used to love Flickr. We've made Flickr even better. Here's a terabyte of space because your pictures are amazing and we want to share them with the world. Yeah. Your photographs matter. Your craft matters. Here's, here's we want to help more, you. Yeah. Here's even more awesomeness to share that, uh, that, that right. craft with the world. And even yeah. the stuff on Google Plus, you don't say oh, look, Ansel Adams used to make photographs, but now you don't have to. You say, you know what? Your stuff is amazing. But if you're one of the many people who, you know, who aren't good at this stuff, whatever it is, we've tried to make a way to make your pictures look a little bit more like the ones that people who do know what they're talking about are doing right. with theirs. Right. We're, this, is, this is our poor imitation of what serious post-production can do in the hands of humans. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's a better way to say all of that. Absolutely. And I just feel like these people just miss the, completely miss the boat. Uh, Yeah. And uh, I don't know what the. Terabyte of space. That's a lot of space. Yeah. I don't know what the backlash has been on, on Google plus if anything, Uh, it, it felt a little, that was just a little, that was just annoying to me. Yeah, it, it felt a little more intentional with Meyer's comment. Mayor, yeah, why would Mayor, you say Meyer, that? Mayor, Mayor, Mayor. Is it Mayor? Mayor? I guess it's Mayor. My she's mistake. Pretty girl. Oh, well, that excuses it then. No, I'm just saying she's a pretty woman. Okay. Really nice. Uh, there's a really nice, uh, uh, there's a really great portrait of her by, um, what's her name? Um, oh, who the hell took it? Uh, Apparently it wasn't a professional. No, it, it, well, it was a professional. That's the thing. Um, oh, I love it. They're using the picture on Mac News Daily, and I, I know it's like a big photographer, and they don't even credit it. That's genius. <laughs> this is what's wrong with the world, people. You know what? When a guy writes an article, people credit the article. You know? Oh, right. Brigitte Lacombe went and shot this woman, but apparently it's not good enough to even credit her. Ugh, so frustrating. Anyway, what, what were you going to say? I cut you off. I don't even know now. I was so angry that I cut you off. That's right. You, you, you took the thunder away. Uh, one Damn. terabyte though is a lot of space. It is a lot of space. I'm still not going to update, uh, upload my stuff to Flickr and Google plus all that off. I'm not certainly not going to upload everything. I shoot up there. Which okay. Is here, essentially here's what what's they weird want, though. Right? Here's what's weird, right? It's a terabyte for free. Right? Yeah. But what for if you need, what if you need more? Okay. Wait a minute. $50 a month. Or I'm sorry, fifty dollars, fifty dollars a year. Okay, you can get an ad-free experience. Okay, how much okay. was it before? A hundred, a hundred dollars a year no. for the pro? For pro, no, it was like twenty-five bucks a year. Okay, so so it's fifty bucks a year now. Okay. okay, but if you want to double 
that storage. Yeah. Uh, let me guess. Let me guess. Uh, another $50 a year. No, it's $500 a year. 500 That's way too much. Yeah. Do they know that's way too much? It's a terabyte. How much does a hard drive cost? But it it just doesn't make sense. So you get a terabyte free, a terabyte ad free for 50, two terabytes, 500. It almost feels like a typo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of silly. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about any of that stuff. Other than the fact that, um, online stuff is getting better and better. Okay. From a design standpoint. Okay. Don't put relevant info in a footer. If you're also going to do an infinite scroll, because then you can't get to the footer. You can't actually get to the footer. <laughs> Who's doing that? Flicker? Flicker. Uh, silly people. Yeah. Hey, uh, cool thing I saw this morning on, on one of the uh, news sites, uh, a company called Devere. Okay has put out a digital enlarger. It's got a 17 megapixel LCD panel that shines down onto a board so you can make analog prints from digital files. Wait, I got to see. It's an enlarger, but without, so instead of where the film is, it's got a screen that it shines light through. Ah, okay. Looks pretty, pretty badass. That does look, wow, that's very cool. Now, it's got to cost a fortune, right? How much could this? Uh, I don't know. You think they would send us one to, or two? <laughs> you think they would send us a couple? Uh, you could ask, right? I wonder how much it. I wonder how much it costs. Wait, here we go. But now, no, wait. Aren't you going to have to? You're going to have to make make all of your stuff into negatives first of all. No, no, no. I think it does all of that for you. you like you're looking at your picture in the, its version of Lightroom or whatever it uses. Oh, okay. And then it, it does automatically the, it, does all the manipulation so that when it's shining on the paper, it's the right way. Okay. So it, it sort of reverse engineers everything. Right. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Now, here's the thing. What's the advantage? Uh, well, that's, that's, that, that's, that's it's like, a question, okay, yeah, right? you can do it. Is, okay. An equivalent 13 by 19 let's say from, from this versus me printing a 13 by 19 on my, on my big printer with the uh, red river San Gabriel semi-gloss fiber paper. Right. Am I going to see a difference? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Oh, the latest version costs 16,000 <laughs> pounds. So that's like $24,000. Like $24,000. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of boxes of red river paper. Yeah. Okay. That see, this is, this is, yeah, that's not right. See, this is, this is one of those things, which is, um, is like a great idea and cool engineering, but completely unnecessary. Yes. Um, you know, what's cool though, is when the people print the negatives on acetate on, and on, on, on transparencies and then do contact prints. Mm-hmm. that I'm okay with. That's a cool idea. So you'd shoot black and white, you invert it and you put a certain curve on it, which you have to sort of do trial and error. Mm-hmm. You print that out black on, on an acetate and then you make contact prints by sticking that negative over the top of a piece of uh, paper and then just shining light on it. 
So it's like a, it's almost like a photogram type thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a contact print. That's yeah. how they used like to do that. them, right? Yeah. Um, so, so that's cool to me because that gives you options of doing platinum printing, which I guess you could do with this too. But like, this is a whole, it's a whole lot of technology to do what you could do the way I'm explaining it. You know, I guess maybe you could do color better. I, I don't know. At a certain point though, man, you know how good inkjet prints are? Mm-hmm. They're really good. You know? Plus, I mean, you're, you're gutting, you're gutting part of the darkroom experience and part of the darkroom experience was you know, having that, that strip of negative, having, you know, dusting it off and sticking it in the, in the negative carrier. And th- right. that was part of the experience. So you're, you're, you're leaving, you're leaving the wet part, but you're taking away, you know, I don't know. That's very strange. Yep. Really, really strange. Um, so we got a couple emails. Yes. Uh, Brian Frank wrote us, he's starting a project where he's going to interview artists. Yes. Which I think is really great. Uh, he says that he's going to come through New York familiar. and I'm going to try to meet up with him. Um, and, uh, which is really good. You know, he wrote this thing and it, it kind of got me thinking, I, I wrote him back. I was at CVS the other day and there was CVS, a, the pharmacy, the pharmacy. And, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and there was a book on the shelf of like 10 successful traits of successful people, you know, one of those things. Right. And I just looked at it and the only thing I could think of in my head is that I bet you successful people one of the things they don't do is read books on how to be successful. <laughs> From CBS. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like if you're if you're thinking about reading that book, you've already lost in some strange way. I see, I don't know. I don't I mm, okay. You know what? I, I don't agree. Okay. I don't I don't agree. Because 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 I, because of I, the wonderful things he does. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I wonder how many I was going to have to do. Uh, I am a, I've mentioned this several times. I'm a big fan of Seth Godin. Okay. And I, I mean, he is arguably so, very successful. Supposed to take his I, picture this summer. I think you should. Uh, I read his books. And to, to use your argument that I, I shouldn't read his books because I'll never, I'll no, never be there anyway. I'm saying you can read his books, but reading his books, have they actually made you into what he's talking about? I think they have changed my trajectory and helped quite a bit. I think I've okay. focused on different areas. Well, then I retract the statements I was making. No, you can, you can believe that. Just know that you're wrong. I, <laughs> anyway, I said to Brian that it was, he was like, well, I'm just going to jump in and I, I don't know, is that the right way to go? And I said, it's absolutely the right way to go, you know, because Starting is the hardest part, right? That is right. Uh, that friend, is right. Friend of the show, Ed Dale. I love this, Ed Who's Dale. my buddy. Thank you, Thank you for posting this. Uh, what's this What's this about? I, you know what? I, I think I saw this in a tweet. And it is... Is that like it seeing is a it little, in a dream? It is. Well, yes. Uh, it's, it's a little SoundCloud... That's, is that what it's called? SoundCloud, yeah. Sure. A little SoundCloud file. It's like three minutes long. But in a nutshell... Uh, you don't have control over how your project is going to turn out or who's going to look at it or who's going to love it. All you have control over is starting. All you have control over is when and if you jump in and move forward. Right. And, you know, it's something that we hear time and time again. We hear it over and over again. But, you know, what's, what's the adage? You're not ready to hear it until you're ready to hear it. I heard this and, I, Ed, I heard it. That's all I'm going to say. I heard this. So we'll put, we'll put it in the show notes. Everyone can listen. But the idea of just starting something is, is a huge part of the, is, is the big part of the picture. 
which is yes. why even me just making this little short film yesterday, this is, you know, one of many, but now I've made one and it's done and it's up there and it's out. And now what's, what's next? Yeah. You know, to, to, to quote, uh, the West wing. What's next? What's next? Um, Man, I love that show. Such a good show. Yeah. Just as a, as an aside, if you've never seen the West wing, it's, it's <laughs> Do yourself worth, a favor and take, yeah, just, take a few weeks to watch all seven seasons. Yeah. Just you can sign skip up for the Netflix. end of five and the beginning of six, but you know, it's such a well-written show. Oh, fantastic. First four seasons are like flawless. Yeah. Except for the episode where CJ goes back to see her dad, which is very upsetting. And it's the only episode of the West wing I've never watched over again. Well, but that's, that's to be expected. Yeah. Um, but yeah, West Wing is fantastic. Hey, let's you know, let's leave Paul's question for next week because I think it's bigger than we have time for right now. Yes, uh, uh, so. but I would like to touch on on uh, speaking of projects, Martin Dorsch. Can we can we sure what's his, what's his what's his project? Martin listener, friend of the show, uh, Martin Dorsch, and Martin. I hope we're pronouncing your last name correctly. Uh, has a, 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 a told us about a project that he has been doing. It's called Project Fifty, and I love that it's spelled. With a K. Project uh, 50. Pro, project. Yeah. It just makes it feel secret. Anyway, uh, uh, 50 weeks with a 50 millimeter lens. That's where it's at, man. I, I kind of dig this. 50 is what cool people use. <laughs> is that what the cool people use? I've heard that. <laughs> You've heard tell? I only own three 50 millimeter, no, four, five 50 millimeter lenses myself, but. There you go. Uh, so uh, really nice work up here. And uh, w- Martin, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Number one, what did you find most challenging about only shooting with a 50? Okay. And number two, the flip side of that, what did you find most rewarding about shooting only with a 50? Uh, one of those before and after questions. That's right. Uh, I, I have a question for Martin. Uh, can we come stay with you when we come visit? That's right. Austria? Can we, yeah. Can we go to Linz, Austria and hang out in your basement? I, I put the show in the, uh, I, I put the link in the show notes. Yeah. So if, if you, if you care to answer Martin, we'll, uh, we'll read them on the show. Send them to, where can he send them, Bill? Oh, he can uh, write to podcast at ontakingpictures.com. Yeah, or or add them to the group and, and we'll share it all. Um, and uh, yeah, put it on the Google Plus group. Uh, let's see. I'm Bill Wadman on Twitter. You're Jeffrey Sidoris on Twitter. What else we got? We got any other things? Uh, 5x5.tv slash OTP. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, but we still have stuff to do. We're not done yet. We're not done. So don't don't get up. Uh, <laughs> Sit back down, y'all. Uh, what do we have left? Oh, we have we have another sponsor before we get to our photographer we do. of the week. We do. Um, uh, hey, if you are... In the market, okay, Bill. Yeah, or anybody I'm, listening. I'm, I'm in the market for for what exactly? If you're in the market for over 37 stock photos, illustrations, vectors, and videos, uh, I am. I'm. I, uh, well, I wish that they had a few more than that. <laughs> do they? Do I, they? Do they have more than 37? I think it's been a banner week. I think they've added 14 new photos. Jeffrey, you have that wrong. They add over 10,000 new photos. Uh, vectors, illustrations, and video clips a week. Yeah, twenty-five million at uh, at at latest count. You know, pretty soon they're going to be like a twenty-six million. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh, do you do you have the Shutterstock open? I do. So if you go to Shutterstock.com uh, and you search for, say, "girl with ice cream," 
you know, because let's say I didn't want to actually that's make that video specialized. yesterday. Well, that's, that's I maybe there's maybe there's one or two there uh, that 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 I could use for my project. <sighs> Bad news. There's there there's not one. Four thousand five hundred and sixty-eight results. So the bad news is that I'm gonna. Ice. It's gonna take me forever to decide. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You need another piece of software to <laughs> cull through them. <laughs> well, see, that's the good thing, man. You could search by color. Yep. You know, you could set up a light box where you can like put the ones you like in a light box and share it with people. There's an i uh, iPad app to do that. It's crazy. And you could set yep. up your free browse account. You go to Shutterstock.com. You don't need a credit card. You can search just, all this stuff. Just so you know, 578 results. If we look for Girl with pink ice cream. <laughs> pink ice cream is special? I guess. That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Uh, look, this is, the, they don't nickel and dime you. You could buy single images. Uh, they're, 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 they're very competitively priced. But look. Yeah. Single image starts at 19 bucks. Right. But if you need more than a single image, you go there and you sign up for one of these subscriptions. You get 25 images a day to use for whatever you need to use them for online. Every day, 25 images. So you're running, you know, you're running theverge.com and you're Josh Topolsky and you're like, man, I really need a picture of a girl licking ice cream. You go here and you grab one. You do that 25 times a day for an entire month for what is it? $199 a month? Uh, yeah. If you buy a year, 199 bucks a month. See? And, and you're already saving 20% if you do a year, right? Yeah. But yeah. then you can save another 30 on top of that. How do you do that? I don't know. <laughs> Of course you do. You use our, our coupon code. You put in pictures five and it gets you 30%. 30% off of any package on there. 30%. That's a lot of money. That's, that's, that's no small change. Yeah. Uh, and you get the biggest file. So you don't have to small files, big files. You just get the big one. You download whatever you want. And they also have a thing called enhanced licensing. So if you need an image that you want to print on some uh, tote bags for a trade show, you can do that too. They'll make that happen. Uh, I, I think, I mean, look, we're all photographers. A lot of us don't need photographs unless we're doing composites and we need something for the composite, but you know, lots of us design websites and, and that kind of stuff for ourselves. You know what? Sometimes you need a vector or an icon, you know, or that kind movie of, footage, you need or video, video footage. footage, right? 327 uh, results for eating ice cream. Are you, t- is, is, is my movie on there? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't want people but, to I mean, realize it's, it's, that I stole it, it all. It really is kind of amazing. I mean, it's we we, no. we could you we imagine the servers we, involved? Oh my god! No, no the logistics. No, no, unbelievable. I mean, and all the redundancy that you've got to have built in. I mean, it's this is. I would love to see their server farm. I think I think we cool. could make that happen. Probably, we should find out where they're located. And, and yeah, and where all the visit, servers go are visit located? the data centers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and look, uh, this is this is worldwide. It's, this is not a U.S. thing. If no. you're, you know, in Italy or the Netherlands or they've got everyone you needs Everyone needs stock for And you can sell your own stuff there. Guy yeah. who listens to the show. What's his name? Tim Dobbs. Tim Dobbs sells stuff on Shutterstock. So Shutterstock.com, no credit card. Go sign up for a free browse account. When you decide to buy, use the offer code PICTURES5 and you get 30% off any package. Uh, Shutterstock is great. And we thank them very much for their support. Yes. Thanks, guys. Uh I what? love that color thing, the search by color, by the way. It's cool stuff. Yeah. You know what that is? Technology. That's uh, So our photographer of the week this week is actually. I love how you just do it. And, you know what that is? That's technology. Anyway. Moving our, on. Yeah. 
That's my thing. The past few days, I'm like technology. Yeah. Um, one of the things that that people send in emails to us all the time, and uh, Michael Meinhardt wrote us in last week in Germany, so he's going to be very offended by my, by my Der Spiegel impression. <laughs> no, you didn't do it right. Do it again, Der Spiegel. <laughs> Um, Michael, thank you very much for writing. And he said, you know, I've got some, uh, photographer of the week suggestions for you and we're going to use one today. Yes. Um, so you know what, if you guys know people, send them in cause we have a list, but it's always nice seeing people that we haven't thought of. Uh, and this would be, uh, Alec, uh, Soth. Rhymes with both. Yep. Lives yeah. in Minnesota. Uh, and, uh, you know, this guy is a portrait photographer, I guess you could say, right? Yes. Um, you know, he has a whole thing of of pictures at Niagara, which is always yeah, interesting I, to me, which actually uh, are it, not portraits, but... No, uh, and a and, uh, uh, little note, that series, Niagara, not yeah. safe for work, a couple of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, look at naked people. Yeah, so just as mm, an FYI. I do like naked people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. You know, okay, so do you like his work? I do quite a bit. Uh, he's got a set called sleeping by the Mississippi that I really like a lot. Okay. Do you ever, you know, that, that, that kind of portrait photographer that I'm not a huge fan of, which is depressing looking person in flat light, looking depressed. Mm -hmm. Some of his teeter on the edge of that. Uh, okay. For me, I, I get kind of an Eggleston vibe from him. Um, yes, but more, I get that more in his non-portrait images. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, in fact, I think that I almost like his non-portraits more than I like his portraits. Interestingly enough, as you said that there's actually a picture of Eggleston in the sleeping by Mississippi. <laughs> Is that why you said that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think that. Eggleston is, is, is a good example, right? Is a good thing, right? A good, yeah. uh, no, the, uh, the, the last days of W. Right. That is a very cool set. He also uh, works uh, large format, largely, right? He mm -hmm. works with big camera, like an eight by ten, which takes a long time to work with. I would like at some point, uh, and maybe we can figure out a way to make this happen. But I, I would love to, if you are out there and you shoot eight by ten, I would love to go along and watch that process. So if you're I've in never, LA and you shoot that. eight by 10, you should go hang out with Jeff. Yeah. If you're, if you're in Southern California somewhere, uh, or if we can figure out a way to get to New York, uh, he'll, I would bring, like he'll bring you ice cream. Yeah. Um, it just, that fascinates me. That, that process fascinates what, me. Four, I've, I've four never, by five is not good enough. No, that's good enough. But eight by 10 is a little better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's interesting to me about his pictures is that, that there's there's a set in Bogota, there's a set in Niagara, there's a set in Mississippi, and and this is not a rip. It's actually a, a, a some of the, something of a compliment. He shows the commonality in humanity. Yes, where we it's all these different places you. and all these different things, but they all you could almost enter. You could you could you could swap out images between them, and you probably wouldn't notice. Right. Yeah. If you didn't know, you wouldn't know. Kind of a thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I love that. I really like his work a lot. I really connect to it quite a bit. Uh, so yeah, good good suggestion. Uh, I put a bunch of links in the show notes, and if if I can find a book or two on Amazon, I will Where put that in at? the show notes too. Uh, Minnesota, he says. Saint Paul, Minnesota. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, ju just east of Highway 280 and north of I 94 and University Avenue. Does he say that? Yeah. 
So we can go. Wait, there's stalk a map him? quest. Wait, there's a map quest. Is it really? Yeah. We're coming for you, Soth. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, interesting, interesting stuff. Yeah. I, uh, now, uh, yeah. Wow. This is really cool stuff. Yeah. Good. All right. So uh, photographer of the week, Alex Soth. Alex uh, Soth. Thank yeah. you very much, Michael, for sending in the suggestion. We like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, anything else before we wrap this up? We're kind of going over. Again? What are we at? We're at uh, a buck 42. Ooh, yeah, we should wrap it up. Uh, so, uh, podcast at ontakingpictures.com. Okay. Or find us on Google Plus or Bill tweets at Bill Wadman. I tweet at Jeffrey Sidoris, J E F F E R Y S A D D O R I S. It's all correct. It's all correct. Uh, 5x5.tv slash OTP will get you to the main show page. Uh, add a slash 56 to that, and you'll get to the show notes for the show. For this week, yep. Anything else? No, I think that's good. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, I know we've said this a lot, and we, we, we do say it a lot, but the, the community is fantastic, and you guys are posting some amazing work, and the discussion is very helpful and very well thought out, so... Thank you for all the time you guys are putting in there. Uh, I completely agree, and I handily uh, um, corroborate that comment. <laughs> is, that, is that a good word? Corroborate? Handily. Handily corroborate. I do. Sorry, I was buying, I was buying a book, an Abe Morello book. I'm going to put this in the show notes, too. All right. Uh, but uh, that's what happens when you go on Amazon looking for books for the show. You end up buying books yourself. Uh, books are good. <sighs> uh, you have a good week, Jeffrey. We'll talk to you later. Yep. Talk to you later. Bye. So I can